Reporting from the leading edge of humanity's consciousness evolution since 1997, this is News for the Soul, the number one life-changing talk radio show in the world, according to Google, AOL, MSN, Alexa, and YouTube, and home to the largest totally free life-changing media library in the world. In its 13th year of broadcasting, News for the Soul is syndicated on the air, on the web, and beyond, and found online at newsforthesoul.com. Now, here's your host, the one News for the Soul listeners are calling the Oprah of the Internet, Nicole Whitney. Welcome to News for the Soul, Dr. David Hawkins. This is Dr. Hawkins. Hi, Dr. Hawkins. How are you? I am fine. I am so glad we connected. I first heard about your first book when I was actually at a talk with Wayne Dyer, and he had been explaining to the audience that he had changed his, I mean, this book had just changed his entire path. And then I heard several other speakers say the same thing at other events, and I thought, i got to check out this book. My understanding is you have been able to map out energy levels of consciousness. Is that right? It was, it was based on the discovery of how to tell truth from falsehood uh, as part of re- uh, consciousness research. We discovered that we could tell truth from falsehood, and uh, because and that this um, the basis of it is really the basis of consciousness itself. The field of consciousness uh, recognizes truth. Uh, it doesn't recognize falsehood. So it's not true versus false test. It's a true versus not true. And because consciousness itself is totally encompassing of all of mankind, and it's outside of time, temporal time, we discovered we could find the truth or falsehood of anything, anywhere in time or place, any person that ever lived, anything they ever thought, uh, anything ever written, every piece of music. In fact, we're currently doing a book with a thousand calibrations of everything from ancient pyramids to all the great philosophers, the great artists, and all the aspects of current society. So it's wow. a really incredible research tool. So how, starting from the beginning, I mean, how did you first come across this concept? Well, I myself had had some... Uh, what the world calls enlightening experiences very early, and uh, they tended to recur and then became extremely overwhelming in my late 30s. What was happening? Um, Well, the first one began really at age three, when uh, out of total oblivion, I suddenly became aware of consciousness. I became aware of existence. I had no verbalization for it, but there was a non-verbal awareness of existence, and instantly up came the fear of non-existence, 
if I exist, then it could have come about that I would have, would, might not have come into existence. So that's a, in spiritual work, that's called the polarity of the opposites. It's a duality, and really it doesn't get resolved until very advanced spiritual evolution, calibration level about 850. That took me 50 years. And then uh, in teenage, uh, I had a near-death experience in a snowbank, and uh, in those days nobody ever heard of such things. But uh, in the middle of a blizzard, I climbed into a snowbank to keep from freezing to death. And um, suddenly a warm... Uh, I, you know, it was obviously divinity. A warm glow ever presence prevailed and there was no personal self left. The only reality present was this infinite love in which any personal self totally dissolved. And, uh, when it, when in following that experience, I never mentioned it to anybody. What would you say about it? And, uh, but there was a transformation, and uh, I completely lost all fear of death. I've never had a fear of death. World War II, uh, you know, I often got killed a number of times, and I had no anxiety about it. If you go, you go. I mean, it didn't make any difference to me. Wow. Then in uh, my late 30s, after some in intensive inner spiritual work, um, the personal self disappeared permanently which is called the mind stopped thinking and there was only like a profound awareness of in, an infinite presence which is what is speaking to you today seeing as there's no personality involved personality is like utilized by the self with a capital S and uh, life after that point is spontaneous <laughs> that was sort of an unusual story. <laughs> yes, it is. So, so you're saying well, you're you know, able to uh, been able to overcome the ego mind or the lower self mind or whatever. You know, I mean, everybody calls it something different. But yeah, it, it just disappeared into nothingness, and uh, I saw it was an illusion. Uh, after that, it was practically impossible to function, and um, I did leave the world for close to ten years, and. Uh, and then began to function again, and out of that came this research. Um, I, went, I attended a lecture on kinesiology, and when I saw the kinesiology, which chiropractors and holistic health practitioners use rather widely, uh, I saw that the test was based on a response of consciousness. It was impersonal. And that led to the research, which allowed me to calibrate the levels of consciousness possible to mankind from one to a thousand and we found that anything that on that scale that calibrates 200 or over was true and anything under 200 was false and that that which is over 200 uh, represented power and that which is under 200 which is detrimental to life represents force so that was a staggering uh, discovery. Uh, that plus the fact that you could go anywhere in time and calibrate anything. Um, so I guess defining um, what you mean by power as opposed to powering over, you mean sort of self-empowerment or true power? No, um, uh, the, their qualities are different. Um, you, you know, might say that power re really relates 
energy which is requires energy power in other words force goes from here to there like a gun bullet a bullet shooting you know? mm-hmm. goes from here to there of course power, force then creates counter force so that one cannot really accomplish great things in the world by force uh, power is more like gravity gravity doesn't go from here to there gravity gives out energy sustains everything within its field so power is more like a field and force is more like uh, physicality within the field but the real power is coming from the field so when is when is resistance that force well, spirituality has to do with context, which is the field, and uh, the ego has to do with more force, emotional force, uh, which is the content. So it led to the realization that um, the reason man can never arrive at what is truth, or how do you know truth, is because he didn't realize the difference between context and content. And spiritually speaking, the ultimate context is God, and in the average experience, content is the human ego. So that was, you know, like redefining what is the problem. <laughs> yeah. How did you come to set a value for things? How, how did you get to that level? Setting a value for certain levels of, of power or force or... Yes, how to get a calibration. Well, we, uh, by trial and error, ended up with an arbitrary scale of 1 to 1,000. It's actually a logarithmic scale. But um, you can say, in fact, anybody can set up their own scale. You can set up your own scale from 1 to 100 or 1 to a million or whatever you want. And then you say, well, if everything in the universe that ever existed is, you know, goes from one to a thousand, then uh, where is the Statue of Liberty? Over 100, 200, 300, 400, and then suddenly you go, you you get a definition. Uh, we, and this is through the muscle testing, the kinesiology muscle testing, where you yeah. stay strong or goes down, right? Yeah. So what we mainly said was, if everything goes from one to a thousand, what is what number is truth? We got 200. So on the published map of consciousness, 200 is the level of honesty and integrity. Huh? Honesty and integrity. Critical, critical balance point. Above it, everything makes you go strong. Below that, everything makes you go weak. Huh? Now, so from that point, once you defined a number, you're then testing everything to see what factors in on, on the relative point of the scale and yes. using kinesiology. So you're... How does it factor in, like, if you know what you're testing? I guess we should actually describe how kinesiology works first before I ask that question. How does that work? Well, the way it's generally used throughout the world is um, um, with, with two people. Some people can do it by themselves by making a circle of their middle finger and their, and their thumb and holding that circle and then using their left hand making a hook of their forefinger to try and break that circle. Uh, when you hold something in mind as positive, the whole musculature of the body goes strong. The acupuncture system instantly recognizes truth and you go strong. Um, when
when confronted with falsity, much like an amoeba backs away from poison, uh, the body instantly goes weak. Now, this weakness is transitory, very quick response, and the acupuncture system quickly rebalances itself. So to do the test, then, or what we do is two people. I use, uh, I ask the questions, and, and my wife will hold her right arm out parallel to the ground. And um, I press down with two fingers on her on the wrist of her extended arm, and I tell her resist. Okay, so the way I'll do it is I'll say. Um, this radio program is integrous, resist. And if it's integrous, the person stays strong. If they're not integrous, she goes weak and we cancel it and tell them we can't talk to them. <laughs> so did you test us? <laughs> yeah. So, um, actually, the calibration comes considerably from intention. So we found that to get accurate results, the two people doing the test themselves have to be integrous. Their personal level of consciousness has to calibrate 200 or over. Well, see, that was going to be my next question, is, yeah. is how does that factor in what they want the answer to be? Yeah, okay. So they both have to be over 200. And the uh, intention of the question, the question itself has to be integrous. So you can't use it to, like, make money on the stock market because that, Intention would be coming from the solar plexus, gain, uh, profit, money, etc. Mm. Uh, so one has to have a certain purity of intention. In other words, you're asking the question for the purpose of knowing the truth. So um, we discovered that um, the personal beliefs of the people doing the test have nothing to do with the response. Um, that the response is impersonal. Um, with this can be proven in a couple of ways. One is you don't have to tell the um, second person what you're holding in mind. And I often do it that way. I'll say what I'm holding in mind is over 200. And her arm goes strong. It's over 300. Arms go strong. 400. Arm goes strong. 440. Arm goes strong. 450. She goes down. So... Yeah, what I'm calibrating is probably around 445, you know, maybe a book title. So they don't have to know what it is. No, so, you know, the other person doesn't even have to know what it is. Um, also, the answer you get may be quite contrary to what...